Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read It and Weep. Enjoying week two of Espanol month. And um, I thought I was going to think of something else fun right here, and I did not. We're still in Macau. Hey, the gang is partially here. Um, joining us in Brooklyn, it's Chris and Tanya. Uh-huh. What up? And in the uh, Brooklyn of the West, uh, in beautiful Los Angeles, California, it's Sarah and Kyle. Hi. Hey, good morning. And uh, in the <laughs> Brooklyn of our hey. living room, it's Megan. Hello. Hi. We're all Brooklyns, somehow. Um, there is a Brooklyn na- neighborhood in Portland that is, it just feels like you can't just do that. It's called they Brooklyn. Did. We, we do that everywhere. We yeah. name everything after everything. It's so stupid. It's such, yeah. There's also it's a Hollywood nice. neighborhood. It just seems like, it's just like a weird little, like a smaller city thing to do, to be like, no, we're big. We have our own Brooklyn. Hmm. Hey. Um, let's talk about Macau, you guys. How's, how's everybody enjoying Macau? Just loving Top Chef Macau. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm I'd, super into it. Yeah, we went more upscale. Well, I guess the the quick fire was more exotic, but then we just went more upscale and elevated dying, literally. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I feel yeah, like I the quick fire was outside because of like all the like laws about durian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the open air ventilation. So like we'll go to a square nobody wants to look at, and we'll just be here yeah. chopping at this horror fruit. <laughs> I like. Has anyone ever? Had it probably not. No, I, right? want I don't it. think you can get it in the U.S. Oh, that's so sad because. Uh, that Ed's and Sarah aren't here today because I think they've had it. When they were in oh, um, really? Malaysia. Yeah, they, I, I remember a photo on Facebook of them making oh, some real, okay. we'll check in real with them sad next faces. Week about big fruit <laughs> oh. that smells like garbage. I just remember there was a, when I was in elementary school, we had uh, like, you know, you come in and present about stuff. I guess show and tell. I don't know that we called it that. But anyway, <laughs> there was a child who did a presentation all about fruit and he brought in jackfruit. And I oh. want to say he may have even brought in some durian maybe i just remember that the smell was so horrifying and just like i yeah it lingered I'm for so days fascinated. it was just the bleeping worst so um, is is yeah. jackfruit just like a scentless durian they look very similar oh it's not scentless my friend oh jackfruit, jackfruit also smells bad it's i think fresh jackfruit smells quite terrible yeah. and then when you cook it in things it actually doesn't it becomes very sweet and mangoey mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, and it's a really good uh, sub in for uh, protein, also just because of the texture. Yeah, I yeah, highly but, recommend but, if anybody out there has access to a Trader Joe's, they have a frozen jackfruit curry. It's quite good, and it does not smell bad. But fresh jackfruit smells terrible. It does, but but not as bad as durian. I don't know. Oh, okay. I think I, I don't know. Bad. Different bad, perhaps. I just that's all I know about stinky fruits. And now I'll be quiet. Mm-hmm. They look similar from the outside. They do, yeah. Right. One's like it looks like uh, jackfruit has sm- has smaller spike, mm. but they are very similar. I like giant nasty fruit as an idea. Jackfruit is uh, Megan. I've had a bunch of jackfruit as vegetarians, where they make it as an option. And the thing of jackfruit is good texture. It doesn't taste like much and zero calories. So you you can you eat a large meal and then you are very hungry later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jackfruit is a, it's like a fake food. It's kind of intriguing. Well, it's kind of like when they when someone subs in a mushroom for a protein. Yes, same thing. Yes. You know, like yeah. it's you've got the texture, you've got maybe the you know the meatiness of it, but then you know if you were actually eating meat, you would be eating some calories. And I would instead be full. You're eating a mushroom or, or instead jackfruit. I just have mushroom flavored hot water in this burger. Mm. Mostly what a mushroom is just just a bag of water. Yeah, um, looking at you, Shake Shack. Yeah, that, that's good, a bag but of cheese. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's a lot of oil with cheese. 
<laughs> that is a squirt gun full of cheese. They like to get you. Um, I anyway, say, yeah, so... My statement Durian is I just really like the idea of a fruit that will piss people off if you bring it on a plane. Like, I like a fruit that's, like, so bad people will, like, treat it like a Godzilla or, like, some type of monster on a plane. I enjoy that yeah. very much. What it's, do you guys... What are your feelings about eating on planes in general? If you have something delicious, do you feel guilty about that smelling? Oh, no. I feel guilty like about just... eating all the time, no matter where I am. So <laughs> I, Boom. I'm afraid always that I'm eating Solid weirder brand. than I'm being disgusting. And we have an open floor plan office. And I think about how mm. bad I look all the time. And <laughs> a plane is like that, but the people are sitting on my lap, essentially. So yeah. I worry I... about that constantly. I agree yeah. with you, Sarah. I, I, I have know. similar feelings. This, mm-hmm. Yep, 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 definitely. It's it's tough because also eating on a plane is just like makes it go by faster, I think, if I'm if it weren't for that sad part. So it's <laughs> nice to have food with me. But I yeah, I feel guilty all the time if it smells good, then it would like that seems also mean to people. I yeah. I just I feel like every time I get on a plane if I eat on a plane, someone's gonna make an announcement that's like, if you didn't bring enough for everybody <laughs> <laughs> I mostly avoid eating on planes because, like, there's no way to, like, dispose of everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. Too. Besides too much space. waiting for somebody who, uh, like, a plane uh, a, a steward or, uh, sorry, flight attendant, uh, to come by at a random interval and usually ignore me. And, like, yeah. walk too fast. Yeah, yeah they're just, like, they're gathering stuff. They're down walking the, really fast. I don't know why the they aisle. do it yeah. So yeah, better to just have, like, an RX bar if you really need it and just, just not. I like to go into full shutdown mode yes. and just take, like, sips of water every other hour. You don't, you, we've been on, like, 12-hour flights and you don't even need a bathroom break. You just, just go into, just like, go suspended into, animation. I go into that sweet, sweet, like, potential leg embolism mode where I don't get up or do anything. I just, like, puddle against the window and, like... Pretend I don't exist. You're a great traveler. Well, so this week, uh, after this long travel, our our contestants, as mentioned, are cooking with uh, giant, smelly garbage fruit uh, durian. With spikes. With spikes. Yeah, out in the open. And they hate it and actually do a decent job despite hating it. Um, And, of course, Uh. they're they're cooking for Abe Connellan of uh, Fat Rice in Chicago. Which Which is one place that we never went. You I didn't go when it opened up because it might have opened after we moved. Mm-hmm. I've definitely a, heard of it, but we've never ate there. James, James Beard award winning Macanese food in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seemed smart and, 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 and knowledgeable about these things. Um, I don't understand the idea of having like a fruit that is so like this felt like the first time I know that I don't understand. I guess this is just like one of the times where the, the quick fire seemed to like, like kind of irritate people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Genuinely really difficult. Like, I yeah. don't know what you do when something, like, every time you... Because I, I kind of thought, like, okay, so it smells like death warmed over, but obviously it's going to be, like, it'll have, like, flavors that are actually really fascinating. But, like, everyone just seemed to be consistently gagging yeah. and, like, nope. upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I nope. wonder if the smell just overwhelms it, you know? If it just, like, messes with your palate that much? That was I my mean, question about it. It mm-hmm. just feels like, like, this is just, like, tree offal, and they do that they embrace that more right um, but you have a lot of time on that versus 30 minutes to th- slice it thin and hopefully macerate it enough that it's okay yeah uh, i don't know true. these challenges where chefs are just going around the flavor and trying to hide or disguise or make something good despite the challenge yeah never seems like a good win yeah. like even michelle's food it was like oh yeah that was like balanced more yeah and everybody else were like yeah you covered it up 
Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I know, because it's horrible. Hmm. Well, it just made me feel like I wanted more information about like how that people use it successfully because mm-hmm. yeah, like they made such a point of like this is such an important fruit and it's a delicacy and all this stuff, but they didn't. I, I felt like you almost needed them to go to a dinner where it was used correctly so they could understand how it could be put to proper effect. Totally, because yes. yeah, the way that the guest judge described it at the beginning sounded really delicious oh yeah um, except for, for the sure. garlic chives part i was like i'm with you i'm with you and then he I said like- and garlic chives and i was like big pardon what is it yeah I, now you don't I'm like totally a fruit salad with hidden valley ranch powder on it oh no yeah. oh this it's is just a secret the yeah. Hidden valley. yeah this is this is <laughs> this it this is a secret ad for hidden valley ranch i, I wanted know. there to be at some point someone to just acknowledge why we do this because it's like there are foods that we just call inedible so like you could just be like, no, no, we don't eat that. It's bad. But this is like, <laughs> well, no, no, it's a ton of work and it will be bad. It was doing. <laughs> it's like, this will trick them all. What, I'm a delicacy now? Come on. <laughs> Deli- also, delicacy is such a funny word because it's almost never applied to something that is good, right? People say like, oh, that's a delicacy somewhere. And they only almost always mean just something that seems gross. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, No one ever calls like steak a delicacy. Yeah, yeah. That's Cookies true. and cream ice cream is a delicacy here. <laughs> Maybe that's States. something we could all start changing. Yeah, These we could. Pancakes we'll, are we'll my delicacy. <laughs> also, it starts to sound like you're referring to like some part of yourself that's a little yeah, rude. Th- that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from my delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you found my pancake delicacy. Yeah. <laughs> Tickle it. What is that? Um, is it a butt? <laughs> <laughs> Open to interpretation. It's like the giver. Um, they they so they cook some durian out in the open, which actually it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, last year finale. They cooked habanero things. Was it in Mexico City? Yeah. Oh it? gosh, that was just last season. Sorry to bring that up. Could be two years ago. But no, anyway, just, I, I was going to say it just feels like it was a long time ago. But that doesn't mean it was. Also open air. I just and also that the habanero was like too strong, and so you had to like give me a bit of it without killing me. It was the season before. Season last. Before last. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, last season all still ended understand tell you ride. Oh yes, of course. Oh tell, yeah, because everything was up high, and then they were like, "Oh, but baking a cake? Why?" <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. uh yeah, so Michelle snuck through, did a decent job. Uh, she won. Else, it was okay. Yeah, she yeah, won. I was going to say snuck through. Well, that's yeah, no one was expecting that win. It was just like Chris, <laughs> was, like, just like Chris was saying. It. It was like, like, even though she won, they weren't like, mm, I could eat this all day. I don't, I think they were. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like it felt like nobody really truly won today, but Michelle's was the best of the dishes. That's all. Michelle, I think you truly won. <laughs> I thought she yeah. legit won. Can we give her this one? I mean, things happen to Michelle later. Yeah. <laughs> it looked interesting. The weird moment was like I've never seen Padma react like from a first bite, like she got smacked in the back of the head. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was yeah that was wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought she was about to ask like wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is hard because it's like we gave you this thing that's very difficult and, you know, can be messed up quite easily. And then you sort of messed it up. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Just for the record, I was just repeating what Chris said and nobody was disagreeing with him. And then as far, as soon as I said it, it was, it was very unpopular. I think uh, they had more time to think about it. And uh, 
I regret nothing. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting for you to say that my, my idea was terrible also. Um, no. Anyway, Michelle wins, and she gets a secret disadvantage in the elimination challenge later. Um, right? Isn't yeah. that how it always goes? Just, an, just enough more rope goes. to really... Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, we have this extra rope, and it's shaped like hanging yourself. Would you enjoy it? Yeah, it's basically Would like... Would you like some? It's like the O. Henry or Edgar Allan Poe scripted episode where yes. you get your true desire yeah and you home. yeah yeah she got um you win this monkey's pie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delicacy yeah not enough broth yeah yeah uh, oh man we gotta talk about it so let's get to the elimination so uh the the challenge is to um bring your mom to work day so they uh have to go shopping with their moms or eric's sister and um, you get 30 minutes to shop at a local grocery store without a translator. And well, then, yeah. But first they had they ate a delicious Macanese meal together. They did. They yeah, got to they hang sure out did. with moms for sure, which was fun yeah. and beautiful. And tell stories. And I got to look at how everyone looks like their mom, which is my favorite thing. Oh, <laughs> man. Shack. It was just such a trip. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey's mom was perhaps the most like shocking in terms of identical mom. But Sarah's mm-hmm. mom was the momest. <laughs> she, she was the momest. Also, Sarah and her mom have the exact same mouth, which was yes. really crazy. Like when they were making the same expression at the same time, it was like, what is happening? Yeah. 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 They both did like I, sort of like sly side smile at all times. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. And uh, Eric's sister had a couple of amazing like jackets in this yes. episode mm-hmm. too. And she seems Also very like funny. one of the most Yes, and like the most fetching accent. I just wanted to listen to her talk. Yes. And it well, was too bad that she was a little shy. Yeah, but she was a power shopper, though, unlike the, the moms who oh, were dilly-dallying on My yeah. favorite was when she looked so worried, and she was like, do you have to use everything you buy? Yes. <laughs> Can we get extra? She was going to like add something to the cart, and it was going to... like count against him later so sweet i really Eric's love it just like i love you in front of all the judges I <laughs> she also had probably oh. the greatest quote um despite not being a little shy she said uh like oh Zian wrote it down she said well during the um tasting portion later she said oh she's like you know that africa's behind you but you don't have to feel the weight on your back of putting us on the map oh. which is just yeah. oh it's powerful God, what so a great lovely. way to say that. It was so lovely. Also, his quote about seeing her, <laughs> he was like, I came upstairs and I was like, well, that woman looks exactly like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, so fun. So nice. So nice. Yeah. I love I loved the families coming in. Um, I, I loved the photos this year were so good. All the cute yes. photos were great. Yes. My only regret was that they descri- like she described a photo of Eric that we did not get to see of him I was really as a upset child. I find that picture in his underwear and a tall chef hat. Which yeah, been love very it. Fun. Also, all those like beautiful sassy Southern ladies were just. It was just. I was like, I guess I only want to look at pictures of women cooking before. Oh, yeah. like the grandma smoking a cigarette, like two feet yeah. away from Kelsey. Meat. Yeah, I, know. I was like, okay, <laughs> my childhood sucked because <laughs> it didn't contain this. Uh, Here's it was a question so great. I have uh, inspired by the challenge. If your mom's had to help you shop for oh a Top God. Chef challenge. No. How would they perform? My mom and I would both be dead. <laughs> Tanya, during the tape, during the, when we watched it, not during the taping, but uh, Tanya was uh, like, yeah, if I had to do this, I'd just kill my mom. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, Kelsey I said that. She was like, I don't, I don't want to kill my mom on national television when her I mom know, lost, lost one of the cards. cards. Yeah. <laughs> if this doesn't happen, I'm going to have a 13-year-old temper tantrum right yeah. now. She's like, Mom, I loved that. Or, or it would be like, oh, you guys did so well. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Holding it all in. Honestly, I think probably my mom and I would do decently, although my mom is unflappably polite, and that would probably slow us down too much at the crowded grocery store. <laughs> Kyle's mom would tear it up well see my mom would go on offense in the grocery store where instead of shopping for anything she'd make it her goal to screw up all the other people oh wow so competitive oh i like that okay i my one of the things my mom one of my mom's superpowers which i feel like a lot of moms have but it's like no one else in my family can do which is like ask (coughs) for something uh, she oh can, yeah, she can ask to see a manager. She can send back food if she has to, and if she doesn't understand something, she'll find someone who works there and ask them a question, which I wouldn't do if it saved my life. <laughs> I would not. At no point am I going to ask an employee anything. I just I don't want to be a bother. I'm never sent. I've never sent food back, and I'm 35. So Is it the sort but, of thing where like you go to the grocery store and there's no milk, and instead of asking, you get well. I guess milk's done. I guess I don't get milk. Yeah, milk's yeah. over. Oh, I always assume. I'm like, I mean, if there were milk, then someone who worked here would have put milk exactly, out again. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, why would I ask someone when clearly there's been some sort of milk emergency? I'm, I'm putting <laughs> soda on my cereal this week. I uh, So my mom would be very helpful that, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yay for our moms. I would love to see a competition with all of our moms. I did. I... I did think immediately that, like, uh, depending on your relationship with your mom, that might be a little stressful um, to see your mom show up at that point in a challenge. And I, and the other sure. thing is, oh, I feel like geez, if, of course. if I was cooking for my mom at that point and it was not good, my mom wouldn't lie for me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, she no, might be my like, mom would definitely it's a little bland. Bring the criticism. <laughs> She would yeah, be like when they had their their mentors there. She would be with a mentor that would be like, "Well, I got to tell you truthfully, too salty." Chris yeah. Coombs or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah Chris Coombs. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. yeah I'd want to be Eric. My sister is a very fast walker. She could get through the store very. <laughs> oh <quickly>. yeah, so <laughs> my one of uh, both of my sisters would be rad at this, but my kid sister travels more than anyone I've ever met because she works for rock bands. So I'm sure if I was like in at a, doing some sort of competition show and I was in Macau and then Tess was there, she'd be like, "Hey, I've been here 30 times. I know the best coffee shop." We would wow. just, which wouldn't be helpful in the grocery store. Cool. What I need really are, cool. yeah, I would, it would be cool. I guess you're right. Test. It wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. for the groceries different. Different, but what's a good sub for cornstarch? I don't care about your coffee shop. <laughs> My sister made us third wave coffee. All right. <laughs> she just, she just knows all kinds of stuff uh, from traveling a lot. I wonder if she has been to Macau. She probably has. Um, all right. Well, so after they run around the grocery stores with their moms and show pictures. Um, it is time for uh, cooking for your mom on national television. So they uh, are. The idea is to make. Excuse me, because uh, Macau is a blend of Portuguese and Chinese traditions. You're supposed to blend your own heritage with Macanese food and make a super mega mashup of uh, of heritages onto one plate using those Chinese ingredients you bought at that store that you did not understand. And you're serving them in the Seattle Space Needle. Yeah. Finally gets the Yes, you are. <laughs> slightly thicker, I guess. A little thicker. Yeah. I mean, I, so do you guys actually know, is the Space Needle the first needle? Because there's needles everywhere now. I don't know if it was. It was certainly a highly publicized needle. You know, Elvis yep. and whatnot. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean, know? Like, I, I, it's before the one that Drake lives in, right? Or lives on? I think so. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, he doesn't the, live in it. He lives atop it. He's he got like a little it, tent, just, and they won't let him down. On it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the CN Tower, which is where Drake hangs. And then, um, yeah, Vegas has one that's supposed to look like those. And then Macau is... It just seems like these are popping up everywhere. It's just a cool idea. It's like everyone wants the tallest restaurant. They were in, in like, you know, the, the 60s and the 70s when we all thought that's what the future would look like. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. It will be restaurants on modernism. Stilts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't the Eiffel Tower like the needle generis? Yeah, it's that's sort true. of a, a, also a reverse, for a World's though. Fair. That was the thing is we're like, we build a World's Fair. We got to yeah. build a weird building. A weird needle. Yeah. Well, uh, the needles are just kind of interesting because they're sort of an upside down Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower went the normal way, pyramid shaped. And then these are like, what if the bottom was the skinny part? Engineering. Yeah. Well, so they go up to the top of this World's Fair Macau uh, Tower, which so that even <laughs> Megan and I were talking about during the. Uh, Judge's table, even when harsh things were being said, beautiful scenery. What a spectacular yes. way to be judged. <laughs> Would have been a nice place to have a hard time. Yeah, it's a good view of a <laughs> town you don't know. It's great. I really like the description of a nice place to have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Show title. It's happened. Um, so what do you guys think of the different choices for uh, people to make their, uh, their mashups? Hmm. All hmm. the ideas were really great. As always, I think it came down to the execution. Yeah. Um, Michelle had the classic, don't call your thing a thing it's not. I know. Yeah. Oh. And she Man. knew it. She knew it. She did. If she had just called it like thick stew with seafood that's well cooked, they'd be like, you nailed it. You did it. But they made. she planted the broth seed in your brain and then did not deliver any broth. Yeah. And they were upset. And added beans. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded mm. really tasty. I think there were some seasoning complaints too with it, right? Oh yeah, the acid thing. Well, well, she was said her, it needed more acid. Her self criticism. Oh. She thought it needed more acid, and then Nilu said, "You're being too hard on yourself. This yeah. is actually very good." Yeah. Well, the only other real criticism was just that it was not Chinese enough. Yeah, and also that if you're going to call it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah those are the two main ones, Chipino, Chipino. That uh, you should have broth. I mean, I yeah. think what we learned is that the judges are just thirsty for that broth. They yeah, love they, they broth. loved Kelsey's well, broth. They love the broth. broth. Didn't yeah. Eric say that? He's like, well, wow, that Kentucky broth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kelsey's broth, Sarah's broth was really good. Yeah, Sarah's like, I guess I just should make broth for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, I then had like a fantasy about just being like a broth maker. And I was like, oh. gosh, this sounds wonderful. Well, I mean, like, oh. what's the term for, there was a chef just, just for soup. There's like a French word for like a... Oh. Yeah, oh, like if you're if you're the soup chef, sassier. like that's a. That's I think a pretty I think you're mishearing sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's just French for soup chef. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, uh, the the they. I, I mean, like looking at the dish, it did seem like a broth would be a lovelier way to serve that. The, it did seem a little thick. So I agreed. I wonder if she'd called it like a name they'd never heard of. If this was like, this are beans Michelle or something that they still would have thought that it would have been nicer with a broth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my delicacy. More nicer with more <laughs> specific Chinese ingredients. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't give that enough room. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the, that the was, delicacy was, thing was great. Yeah, <laughs> we got to appreciate it. Uh, um, we have a soup answer, by the way. You do. It's the entre. Oh God, it's been so long since French entre metier. No, oh, that seems that seems right on. Prepares yes, vegetables, soup, starches, and eggs. Oh, there you go. 
Well, she could do that, but in, yes. in without the French. I. Uh, well, what did you guys like think about the getting to sit down and dine on your own dish? Amazing twist. So stressful. Yeah, it did freak everybody out, and so clearly they didn't tell each other on the way back because each one. No, was they were probably shocked. instructed not to. Yeah. yeah. If that had been me, I would have said no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. My no, I ate thing. before I arrived. I would not have said like I'm excited for this. I was like, I, I'd, I'd kind of be like, Pama, that's so rude. <laughs> Wait for the like record. Devious too. She was like, "Oh, what's this empty chair?" Yeah. It's not for Elijah. It's for you. <laughs> the I don't know, Kyle. So you're on the record as saying, if Padma asks you to sit next to her, you would say no. After I'd In been this... cooking like my balls off for two hours yeah. and like mm-hmm. sweating, stressed, and like you're like, no, no, I'm one of the dog people. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think the point is like also you've been like stressing and like eating parts like all the components of this and like trying to like make it make sense and then you know you sweatily tromp in and like kiss your mom and Pod was like have a seat like <laughs> I would I would not want that also but because I would be you get a glass so of wine yeah. you get to see how your dish came together but your mom like is there to minutes. tell you it didn't work yeah. out yeah <laughs> see and, when I make and- something that I'm like emotionally invested in once it's done i basically say get this away from me i I don't (laughs) want to experience this so if i was like focusing on making a dish in a competition that like is my like career and this is a high pressure situation i just want to make that dish get it away from me and then like go stand in a corner and stare yeah. at the wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to watch everyone i know and admire including my own mother like decide how to like communicate with their faces that it's fine for now and then they're going to rip it apart when we leave like yeah, that's yeah. terrifying I, I was trying to think if there was a way to like like delightfully enjoy your own meal where you're you're like hmm, oh, oh what is this is this octopus what an incredible decision just really <laughs> try to influence the judging spend the whole time performing being like oh i nailed this right yeah, oh, guys Wow, I, also, nice. I love all my choices. <laughs> wow, this I'm going to give this like one to me. Heart. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I do wonder how long it was because they have to, like, yeah, I don't Megan, know how long those meals are, but it seems like they're speeding through. It's like, well, you got It did seem bites. rushed. Megan just made a joke a second ago. I think I a little oh, overlooked about it being okay. three minutes, but um, it did feel like they were rushed out before they were finished. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell if that was just the edit or because because well, then mo- they had to keep eating and talking about it later. Right. You know, after yeah. Yeah. Left, so but which, which I felt so I like, not bad for the chefs. They get out. I was relieved for the chefs to get to leave. But I felt bad for the moms who were like, you were brought here and you get to taste your uh, son or your daughter's dish or your brother's dish for a minute and a half. And then you were told to leave. and You're like, oh, but my soup. <laughs> yeah that's that maybe is yeah, not enough you, food i don't know yeah <laughs> you should be able to come having it. had they should bring a like a doggy bag for you to yeah, take it with yeah. you are they like well, oh, that they make good the table and then they bring you the rest of your plate and you eat on another side of the like i, I think my mom so. would have been Space willing needle. to ask for a to-go container <laughs> she asks for things do you think that uh pa comes around with a camera and takes a photo you know for, for the memories yeah i oh. bet they do oh that's sweet my mom will ask no for a photo, too. She has no problem asking a server. It's not like a it's a show or anything. Sorry, Tanya. I talked over you twice in a row now. What was that last one? No, oh, geez. No, it's fine. I just said there's no other way that they could look back on this. It's not like it's a show oh. or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the um, PA gives them a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Alex can't play it. At I home. can't watch it's it. Okay. I don't have the ability. <laughs> Got to bring it. But to your mom would house. be able to. Yeah, she could. I would let her. Um, I this, the self critique is always such a trap. Like before they tell you whether they like it or not. Like because if you seem too confident, I feel like the judges will be like, "Well, your palate is not developed enough." But like Michelle was too hard on herself, and that didn't like do great either. Yeah. Um, I like. I think Sarah's that the best answer where she was like, "I think it's perfect. <laughs> I nailed it." Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and also she did. Yeah, she did. Totally right. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to talk about um. Well, okay. First, we'll talk about Sarah, and then we'll get down to talk about Eric. Um, I have not had matzo ball soup, but I just want to. Um, this is probably not good, um, but I would like to register my skepticism <laughs> about soda water as an ingredient. I as, as an okay. ingredient that changes the texture of matzo balls. I just yeah. feel like if you take soda water and pour it into a cup, the bubbles are gone in ten seconds. If you stir it into something, it's just water. But it, it's it's a no. chemical reaction with the other stuff that's in there that helps yeah, release bubbles in a different, a different pH. Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you add so it's not the bubbles; it's the pH. Yeah, so you add baking mm. soda and vinegar often to stuff like red velvet cake or mm. like other types of things where a really spongy texture is key. So it's the exact same yeah. idea; it's just in one step. All right. Well, yeah. then I guess my and other problem already, is that and there is baking soda in the matzo ball recipe because she mentioned mm-hmm. it in her shopping list. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. Well, that's a good point. With the baking soda. I guess my other issue is that my matzo balls are going to taste like pample mousse. <laughs> well, oh, oh no, oh Alex, you have to get the purely innocent kind. Oh, you do. The, okay. All right. Well, good point. Well, um, and then let's talk about Eric's. So, um, Eric made he made more fufu. Um, this time with a stew. Um, and with fried. The, it was like fried fufu. Yeah, fried fufu like dumplings. Poached. Yes. Yeah, and then he did all of this with the addition of um, pumpkin grit, which pumpkin seed shards yeah. smashed into the sharpest possible. Yeah, shapes. yeah, yeah. Pumpkin seed hull shards uh, mixed yeah. in a challenging texture, which is what he was looking for, and then the, sh- the judges found it a bit challenging. I just couldn't wrap my head around what that like what the texture they were describing was because yeah. like the uh, the idea of something being both stewed and sharp seems like a <laughs> fundamental like incongruity yeah 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 like um, stewed stuff is sh- is soft that's what it does yeah but apparently if you put in like glass it's still gonna be glass at the end i don't mm. know I don't get it. But, you know, if he said there's supposed to be grit, maybe yeah. it's that, you know, they're supposed to be pulverized down to such small pieces that they're not going to be sharp. And some people still found some sharpness. Well, so I guess uh, I wonder if there was a like, there was one judge said, oh, maybe he used this different kind of seed. And that's yeah, why it was an issue. melon seeds instead of yeah. seeds. But that's what he wanted. He said he wanted melon it was, seeds, too. And he said he was happy with it. Um, and I guess well, I just. And it didn't bother everyone. Right. Well, it did not bother Tom at all, which was like why I knew he was not going home for it. Um, Tom was like, I don't care about that. A little salty. Uh, so I just uh, if Tom does not care about your concern, I don't feel like you go home for it. <laughs> well, maybe it was inconsistent then. Maybe pe- some people really did have more uh, sharp pieces. I don't know. Yeah, I guess my, my main question from this is like, it's sort of the opposite of the Ciappino problem, which is like, if you say my goal is to make this an unpleasant texture and you succeed at that, did you succeed or did you fail? <laughs> mm. I mean, that's a great philosophical question. I, well, I think the problem there is the, uh, the adjective unpleasant. 
like this is a texture you're not used to. Right. He's, yeah, he said challenging. My goal is an unpleasant experience. Right. 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 I, th- I think he said challenging, which is def- definitely different. But like, how much are the judges willing to be challenged if you tell them ahead of time it's going to be challenging? I mean, clearly they are. Yeah. <laughs> Based on the way this episode went, it they're se- down for a challenge. It seemed like if it was not, if Tom was not there, the other judges might not have been as down. Didn't it? Maybe. it did- you know, they did seem disappointed about that bean puree swap. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then uh, there was Kelsey's Low Country Boil, which was fine. Yeah, it was just a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. A little too strong. It was too strong to finish, which is another. That was, I think, the first time where I've seen somebody where the only criticism was it was too much of your food. Right? That was like the main thing was portion size. Well, actually, we we watched a, the same day. We watched a final table episode where that was yes. also someone's uh, a critique of a dish. So yeah. it's interesting. Whoa. What a yeah. weird world, you guys. Give me all of it. I'll take it for later. <laughs> yeah. I thought, yeah, I guess I just thought that was like the spice, the spice blend was too powerful to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. there's that one moment where she had Sarah taste it and Sarah like had yes. a grave look on her face and she was like, no more spice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah good yeah. advice. Which did, yeah, that did stress me out. <laughs> well, uh, Sarah comes out on top for her incredible broth and... Uh, uh, sadly, Michelle is not going to, is eliminated for the second time and is yeah. not going to have the privilege of a sudden death quick fire in the finale. <laughs> yeah. Oh That's going to yeah. be weird. Can we it ta- was, I thought the, the, the next time on was really confusing because of the way that they yeah. ended this episode Yeah, where they were like, obviously it'll only be two of you. And then they just kept showing all three of them doing what seemed like it had to be the final challenge. What, yeah. seemed, what looked for all the world like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> for like a longer time than like 10 minutes. Yeah, my only like, guess was now that more they, durian. Because it's four, four challenges or four courses that they might be eliminated after two or something awful like that. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh wow. no, but, but then where do you put the other courses <laughs> like you've prepped them all already presumably by that point food yeah, waste no food waste. you just feed mm-hmm. them to your mom who's like still trapped somewhere <laughs> yeah they better still be in macau for the next like like week four days yeah yeah i, I hope yeah, it's that would be strange i hope that's what they do and they kick someone out after like one or two courses but then they get to keep cooking their meal kind of just be like this is what you sent home you sent home this <laughs> this is the food you could have had if you hadn't eat it either it. they just like cook it show it to them and then throw it in the garbage <laughs> oh. if you can't handle me at my appetizer you don't deserve me at my entree <laughs> oh that's so funny i i just uh it was especially sad because uh megan spoke too soon uh we were just talking right before this episode megan was just marveling about how wonderful it's been that there have been, it's been such a respectful season. Mm-hmm. There have been no elimination quick fires. It seemed like they had not really been messing around with anybody in this horrible, mean way. And they were like, except well, for maybe brother. Except for brother. <laughs> well, like, I don't think they planned on happiness. Oh, man. I, yeah. The stations of brothers cross for sure. It was pretty oh, bad. But um, for everybody else, they've been very respectful. And then they're like, but wait, last episode, now we're going to be real jerks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And it and it bums me out because like three people in a finale is great. Have a three yeah, person a finale. Well, I am concerned by the fact that they were going out onto a giant stage. Like I'm very oh, nervous. Yes. That, like, the stage was so concerning. Oh <laughs> yeah. 
another like boxing themed challenge. <laughs> Finale on a basketball court. I hate it when they're cooking on stage like that. Ugh. Yeah, that's scary. This is a scary finale, you guys. I love everyone so much. Yeah. And I just was reminded of that forcibly when I was looking at the lineup during Judge's Table and they were about yes. to announce who was going home. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Someone has yep. to go home. I really yeah, like all of them. I feel exactly yeah. the same way. It was like the, when they when they pan across everybody, you're like, here are your options of heartbreak. But mm-hmm. I think Padma said the same thing. Yeah. 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 She was bummed. Which yeah. is good. I, that's the proof to me is that I'm not just making this up. Is that the experience from inside it is that also the judges are loving everybody, and that is really mm-hmm. positive yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad, but um, <laughs> it's that time again. I, like, like Eric almost had to talk Tom into eliminating somebody. Tom was so sad about it. He was like, "Oh, I just wish it's so sad. I don't want to have to do it." And Eric's like, "But it's that time." <laughs> here's the thing about 4 a.m and i'm gonna have to cook for my life in the next 15 minutes so you know (laughs) let's do this thing i think when tom gets uncomfortable he starts like smiling and yeah really big like uncomfortable because a lot of a lot of times he will say something like that like well we don't we really don't i think he said like you know you're all winners this was great but and then he like just gets this huge goofy grin and yeah. like kind of starts laughing to himself. He's like, "It's time to send someone home." <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it's a nervous laughter and not his favorite part of the show. I don't yeah, think this that. is the Hard best to. part of my day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. No, we know that we know that Tom is a gentle soul. Yeah, he he does not actually feel that way, but he does smile. It's so often it, it's and it's creeped us out before, and I think you just nailed it. It's the uncomfortable laugh of how mm-hmm. weird that how tense that moment is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got to be so Trying tense to break the tension. It's yeah. it's sad. There's something about I don't know having Michelle been eliminated before that like I love the comeback through Last Chance Kitchen, but also when you get eliminated the second time, I just feel like it. I, I guess it hurts me a little bit less because you. He's like, well, now that's that was right. You've made this choice. You had you had a, a fallback. You agreed with your decision before, so this is okay. I mean, I loved her, and I was really sad that she left. And I also loved her saying her thing about her mom. This is the first time her mom had restaurant quality food from her. And yeah, yeah, that was really interesting. Um, but or fine dining, fine dining from her. Yeah, yeah. she she'd eaten in Barzoto, which I also have. Um, but it's pretty casual. So this is the first time her mom had her style of fine dining. But um, yeah, somebody was going to have to break my heart, and I'm sad that it's Michelle, but I was going to be sad either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just going to keep being sad. Yeah, yeah, next week is sad on sad. Um, we're going to see some great food, though. Yeah. Some good cooking. I don't know. Hello, Chris here, looking on the brighter side. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how if there's any brightness in our... We're going to dig into our mailbag, Megan. It's time for Megan's Mailbag. You can get in touch with Megan Mailbag at PackYourMikes.com, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as web comments, PackYourMikes.com. Megan, what's in your bag? Um, Annabella writes in. Um, she, uh, uh, Annabella writes, sad to see Michelle fail in the classic Top Chef trope. Advantage turns uh, out to be a drawback. It always is. She, yeah. It's always a secret trap. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if you if they're like, you get an extra hour to prep, and she was like, No. And then she just came in and just like smoked a cigarette for an hour and then like cooked with everybody else to see if it didn't like make your life worse. That would be very funny. <laughs> it's so hard to know what to do. Yeah. 
Hmm. It just so often turns into a secret disadvantage that I would love somebody to just blow it off and be like, well, I'm uh, finally an hour nap. And then she just naps in the kitchen. Oh, that's funny. I think the one clear advantage that we've seen is when Eddie just got to not cook. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and we were, cause we were watching final table and that one of the things about final tables, if you do well in the quick fire, you basically don't cook in the elimination challenge or mm-hmm. they, they swing it the other way or they present it the other way. Like only the bottom few people have to cook for their lives. But basically the other way of saying it is if you win, you get a buy in the next round. And that was with Eddie, which actually he didn't seem like he enjoyed it cause he doesn't seem like he can enjoy but um, it does seem like that's like the only way to make it a pure advantage is you just like get the day off. And that's th- oh, this is what I was thinking. I was going to say was because we hate um, immunity so much because there's this there's all these weird traps with it. But if you're not cooking, that trap doesn't happen. So if you just gave everybody a buy instead of immunity, then you wouldn't be mad at them for not getting eliminated later because you wouldn't have seen them like they wouldn't have a chance to choke. That's and true. Make a yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't pollute their team or whatever. Yeah. Their decision making, they wouldn't take a protein away from somebody else. Like, they wouldn't be involved. They would just be like uh, hanging out on the side of the basketball court looking awkward, eating That's a snack. The, I mean, it would be a weird thing to announce where it's like, and the winner of this quick fire wins a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but also, given how stressful the show is, probably the only real prize they want. Yeah. Yeah. No, that actually could, that could be quite effective. All right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting this out there for the elves next year. Get rid of immunity. Just give more people buys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Winner gets a nap. <laughs> uh, Carolyn writes, uh, Alex, you mentioned this a little bit, but I want to talk talk more about it. Instead of, um, uh, so she noted Michelle made a number of mistakes uh, during, during the episode. Uh, and one is, instead of praising her dish and having a good time while sitting with the judges so that they in turn would also be lighter on the dish, she actually did critique it. Yeah. Do you think that, what do you guys think? Do you think that um, that had how, any how much, effect? Yeah, how much do you sway? How much do you sway the judges by what you have, and mm. what you say about it? I don't think that she was winning. She, I don't think she was going to stay by saying her dish was great. Uh, I just don't think that like that's going to mask them because like the judges have very strong opinions, and I doubt like someone. It'd have to be like some real hypnotist level mind trickery <laughs> to get everyone there to be like wait this is actually the best dish yeah yeah i i <laughs> find it hard to believe that they would just be like oh good point that was so delicious the way she said it was um yeah yeah, yeah. but and she refused to play their little game <laughs> and you know what they they couldn't handle it but i do <laughs> i do think that like since there's nothing you can say that is going to make it better, they're all, you're also not going to make it worse on yourself by saying it's bad. I think your only option is to have a good time. So I think the person yeah. who did the best job was um, was it Kelsey who said just say I'm top chef or was it Sarah? I think that was Sarah. Sarah, 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 Sarah who just said like just, they both seem to be going for the like. Listen, I'm stressed. Just like me, y'all. Yeah, just tell mm-hmm. me that I won and that we're going to cancel the end of the show and like got a good laugh out of Tom. Like that feels like your best use of the time is to just try to. Um, is just personality based, not talking about your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it, uh, Michelle did the the same thing that I would do, which is like look for the trap <laughs> when you're like <laughs> sitting down, you know, and then like try to like comport yourself professionally rather than I think what they assumed would happen is all of them would have a glass of wine and like laugh a little. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they were planning on it being like an intensive like 
walk through the coals, but I I looked at Michelle's face and I was like, you, we are the same. We are anxious people. So this uh, is yeah. going to be like <laughs> hell for us. I wonder if that is what the producers expected when they made that. Because Padma didn't seem like she was offering you a bad thing. She no, seemed I think like, it's supposed to be a fun reward. Yeah, and they no one took it that way. <laughs> no. Um, that, well, that reminded me of a thing. Was this in the mailbag? Was somebody... Oh, I, anyway, I, I did see, this is unrelated to any of that thing, but it just reminded me of a thing I wanted to work in here at some point, was um, I did read more about uh, Eric's thesis. Oh, mm-hmm. tell us. Are you guys interested in Eric's bullion thesis? Very Yes. Much. Yeah, um, get, hit us with the title. Uh, do you I don't know that, are? I didn't actually get to read it, I didn't get the title, but I, what, he was studying, um, he was studying uh, national health. And his thesis was on whether people switching from making home broths to using bullion cubes... Um, caused an increase or a decrease in uh, diseases and immunities. Wow. He was wondering if there were, like, if there was immunities you got from the complex broth problem that you were not getting, or creation oh. that you were not getting from bouillon, or mm-hmm. if there was, like, additional minerals that the broth had, that bouillon had that you were not getting in your own preparations that were protecting you from things. Oh, interesting. And I was very frustrated because the interviewer did not follow up and say, and what did you learn? Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't, he didn't have an answer. I was going to say, I know what my bougie ass assumes, but like, what happened? <laughs> he didn't, I didn't actually find that out, so I'm still digging. But I did find at least what thesis on bullion he did. Wow, super He's interesting. He's so cool. Yeah. My God. It's also sort of crazy that he like left the, the cooking world for two years to get a master's in public health in London and then came back and is this incredible chef again. But I mean, those things are related, and I think that's a really cool thing to totally. like, keep in mind, especially when you're in the fine dining scene, right? Is like we think of food as a luxury, but it is literally a necessity for life, and it has to do with like the the health of humanity as much as it does like satisfying. That's such your a appetite. good point. It's, absolutely, it's yeah, it's an absolutely. art form, but it's the only art form that goes into your body and becomes a part of you. Yeah, I think physically. that's really cool because yeah. food is so like spiritual and holistic, and having like a concrete tie to something. And like a community and a culture that you're so personally connected to is really inspiring. It's so interesting. I just, it's like, I just don't hear many people who like, like, well, yeah, well, I, I stodged in the anthropology department. It's just cool <laughs> that he took that time. I, very impressive. And if I, if I do find the full text of his thesis, I will be sure to pass it along. Wow, I would consider trying to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely download it. I'm very simple, but I would try. <laughs> Sorry, that had nothing to do with this mailbag, Megan. I just just yeah. remembered. I was reading that this morning. No, thank you. I was I was really wondering about that. That's super cool. Um, Hannah writes, "Who else noticed Michelle's earrings were tiny knives?" I didn't. That's <gasps> so cute. So cute for what? a chef, but also maybe a bad omen. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, I think That's adorable. I think there was a photo on Twitter of the earrings, and they're uh, pretty cool. So uh, okay, if yeah. I pull that up, I will pass that along. Yeah. Uh, That's so. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Michelle. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, Hannah, so there was, Hannah just included a gif of uh, Padma saying, pack your knives and go, which makes me sad. Oh, I saw I saw the earrings. Maybe it was on Facebook. Yeah. So. The other thing that I noticed, especially when they asked, like, they basically said, make your case on why you should stay. I, oh. As much as we've criticized Michelle for being quiet at the beginning, she was she like seemed to be a very different person in that moment of like really fighting for herself and recognizing like it, it it was cool to see that where like she seemed very protective and confident in what she was doing that didn't really come through early in the season. 
Mm. I mean, that's my favorite thing about Michelle is that she is like, she seems challenged. Like she seems like, like she's shy, but then also is like, can be very uh, forceful for her own, in her own defense. I think it's cool. Oh yeah. She's a badass. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, I hate that though the most. That moment, like of all the moments, that is my least favorite one yes. where you say, and now describe why you deserve to be on this show. Like, yeah. Uh, That's hard because it, I can't see it making much of an impact either way. No, it's Same. it's another, yeah, look for the traps, but like this doesn't actually help or hurt. No one is like, well, we were going to send you home, but then you said that you really love cooking. And, <laughs> and we were all like, ooh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think they edited down Kelsey's speech so it like didn't really make any sense. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. I just I never understand why we have to sit through that. No win. It's a no win situation. Yeah. Ugh. That that's like every episode of Hell's Kitchen. That's the worst part of Hell's Kitchen. It's like, Tell me why you mm. deserve to stay on Hell's Kitchen. Like, Come on, man. If you don't know. Well, no one deserves that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I've lived a bad life and I deserve to be unhappy. Just let's keep going. <laughs> um, Rachel writes in with a question. Oh, yeah. I don't have any insight on this, but maybe someone else does. I found Adrian using mama to refer to Sarah a little off-putting because I'd previously only heard this term used among communities of color. But then I also heard mama used on Chopped last week when they had four female butchers on the show. One contestant said, behind you, mama. So I was wondering if female chefs are using mama to refer to each other. Do any of you have any insight into the use of this word in the chefing world? Oh, no. I, do I don't, but that. we did hear multiple people call each other mama. I think we it was on, on camera. We first heard Sarah being referred to as mama, but then it seemed like as the season went on, all of the ladies started referring to each other as mama. Yeah, I, I would say that, yeah, in general, I think this term has been co-opted from communities of color and like the popularity of like, even just like women who are mothers referring to themselves as mama, like has upticked like hugely in like the last 10 years. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a boss more than that long ago who called me mama. Like, oh. And I was certainly her subordinate. Um, <laughs> so, and she was a she was a tiny white lady. Um, oh. So I think it's. I mean, I think it is just sort of like a, a an endearment, not unlike lady, which also my boss would call me. Like you know, there's oh. just that way that like women will talk to each other with like. I, I'm yeah. I feel like I'm butchering this, but like no, there's just a thing that has happened where we're all doing this now. <laughs> um, and so, and I think in, and especially in, in situations where you maybe are the, like two women in a kitchen full of like terrible men, mm-hmm. I could see where, you know, whatever pet names you want are, are good to go. Mm-hmm. One, I'll, I can't give chef insight, but I can give like Southern insight. Mm-hmm. And I think that might've been a product of like maybe Kelsey and Sarah being very act- vocal parts of the kitchen and then being in the South, like so much of like Southern culture and southern food in particular is a lot of white people stealing from communities of color so i wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. if that's kind of like a colloquial thing that they've picked up just organically that has a similar origins of coming from like different groups that it feels very natural there but the actual origins are like what they said coming from communities of color Mm-hmm. It's funny, Tanya, that you were so hard on yourself the way Michelle was during her tasting of her own meal um, that you said you were butchering that when you provided very good insight into that in the broader <laughs> world. So it seems like this is bigger than chefdom, but it is 
and and it is but it is common now and it does seem like it was it was probably originating in communities of color so that's that is the insight that we um as a team let tanya produce so i hope that helps rachel <laughs> um Carly writes, in the category of belated things to note that no one needs to feel bad about. Oh, I love this category. <laughs> um, season 13 did have a plating only Instagram soigne quickfire. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Whoa, man. Okay, so I remember that that happened, but do you remember the thing that is being not corrected here that I don't no. have to feel bad about? I don't know why we're being reminded of this, but I'm so happy to remember that challenge. We got I remembered the- it and I remember not liking it. Yeah, it was ridiculous they got well, it just eat. so awkward and they were just like and then you'll use the technology to tell us what you like <laughs> like you're so stilted i so thought silly. it was funny um but i just love this correction and being like yeah you're definitely right i remember that challenge but i don't remember us talking about it well What's i think the, it's what just are we a good thing to remember That's what we don't yeah. i don't remember it's from two two episodes back I I'm, think. I'm wondering if sometime at this season we said something akin to yeah, there should just be a challenge where it's just plating. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. You know, and That's then the correction guess. is, no, they they did they that. They did you do that. Hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also possible that somebody like was listening back to our show, but like the machete edit where it's just mailbags. Mm. And that's so they're correcting us from a while ago. We don't remember. Just the good part. We haven't been yeah. re-listening. Yeah. Um, Meredith also writes. Hey, and thank you Hi. so Hello. much, Meredith, for the the quiz. Yeah. last last episode that so was fun. so fun. Uh, it was season five. Stefan, who knew how to pair eel in the quick fire, Hosea oh. copied him. He was the one who like was like, we need a hammer, and then and a nail, and a nail, and then Hosea jumped in. It was like, good idea. And then they made it into a little birdhouse. <laughs> I guess it was Stefan. Yeah, so Stefan. Eel okay. bits. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's covered in eel blood. Gross. Um, oh, that reminds me, Sarah and Kyle, um, how did you guys do listening and playing along to our quiz last week? Oh, I did horrible. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I wasn't perfect. I got some of the, like, the uh, initial trivia wrong, but I did very well with the Restaurant Wars spelling bee. Oh, good. Cause you did you build a matrix for yourself? I like I did I built a mind palace. Yes, I was just gonna uh, say because oh, I was driving, no. so I had to do it all in my head. That's so uh, unsafe. I, I, saw, I saw every season as tiles <laughs> on a board. You shouldn't do a mind palace while you're driving. Why not? Because you're driving a car. You should be focused on the road. Oh, uh, I guess yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe Kyle's just really good at at stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Hey Kyle! Hey Kyle! Are you really good at stuff? I mean, honestly, I think I might be good at stuff. Oh, okay. I get I get this impression about Kyle. Yeah, yeah. me too. I think I'm good at stuff. At least people <laughs> yeah. haven't told me I'm bad at stuff. Kyle's very good at putting together IKEA furniture, which I think is sure. the only thing you ever need to be good at. It's the main stuff, right there. Yeah. Um. So you, you did a mind palace, and you and you remembered a lot of the restaurant wars uh, names. Yeah, and like a lot of the early ones were like recent seasons that were on my mind, so I got to check those off, and then I would recognize the names because that's the other benefit of uh, Restaurant Wars is that, like, by the time you get to Restaurant Wars, it's normally someone who's been on the show enough that you recognize their name for doing mm-hmm. something true, notable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally, totally. very true. No, normally, normally, yeah. <laughs> for some, <laughs> yeah, some of us just forget everything. Well, uh. One more quick mailbag and then a final thought before we go. Yes. Uh, 
Brian, uh, the doctor pilot of the show. Doctor pilot slash brother-in-law of the show. Yes. Uh, writes, if you haven't seen this, Mike Pesca interviews one of our chef testants on a Slate uh, podcast. Um, and then he puts the, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but it, it's an interview of David um, from this season. Oh, and it's yeah. about how uh, kitchen culture is improving. Or oh, that's, yes. that's his perception. Oh, that's so yes. I do like want to listen to that. I like Mike Pesca. I like the gist. And I like David. That sounds like a good listen. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I definitely will. Also, here's I'm my also quick. I'm curious. Oh. Good. Nope. <laughs> no, mine's unrelated. Go. No, I was just, I, I'm curious about the, the selection of uh, the people to talk about that. Cause I, I, are they talking? I'm like, what do we mean by kitchen culture? Cause it's funny yeah. to have two dudes sit down to talk about how, how things are getting yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. That is weird. Yeah, I'm he, just being a jerk. It's fine. No, no I'm no, sure no, it's more nuanced than that. It, Tanya, you're not alone. That was my first thought too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they were talking about, I don't know if, I, I'm not familiar with this podcast. Is it about television? No. The, so the gist oh, okay. is they're just daily news podcasts. Okay. So he talks about a lot of things. And so so, so they were talking about, I think, Top Chef uh, as reality TV and how how it's playing out as sort of a more um, uh, friendly version of reality TV over oh, time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and All then right. I think David is talking about how he sees... Uh, all the chef testants coming from these kitchen cultures that are not as cutthroat or, you know, mean spirited um, and how that maybe played in. I mean, this, I, I read a paragraph about this, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Really beautifully. I think I, my hackles are mostly down. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So they didn't, it wasn't like uh, Mike Pesca brought in David to talk to him about whether or not kitchen culture was improving. They had an interview with a top chef contestant. And the thing they ended up talking about was how the, Top Chef is a positive kitchen environment and it's healthier and it's not like Gordon Ramsay style. Everyone yells and throws things. It's like people who respect each other's art and that is an improvement in the kitchen world. So that was the specific mm-hmm. thing that they seem to be talking about. Yeah. But we'll nice. all have to listen. We in. should all, we'll all listen in. Also, here's my quick impression of a uh, brother-in-law of the show, Brian. Um, brr, I'm flying a plane. Is there a doctor on board? Oh yeah, it's me. Anyway, he's great. Um, you guys Good don't impression. care about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a doctor and also has a pilot license, so we call him Doctor Pilot. And I yeah, just, in case anyone's wondering, yeah, that's why it comes up. Anyway, um, and that is like a cool thing he would get to do is ask for his own help. All right, so that actually though, this kind of uh, this this thing about the gist um, and um, the fact that like people on set of Top Chef had pretty high morale and are liking each other brings me to this final closing question that somebody on Reddit was discussing: was is this a boring season? Um, some, pe- not. some people have posited that season 16 has been a little bit boring. There's not a lot of drama. It's hard like that. They have had a harder oh. time remembering who people are. And- oh, what? You're not allowed in the victory garden anymore. <laughs> I, think, I think it is. Then, then that's about like what you watch the show for, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. like a matter of personal preference because I think we're, we've talked about this before, how the majority of us, I believe are not into the drama Mm-hmm. We like watching the drama. My favorite thing stuff. is when the drama person gets eliminated and the show has less drama the next week. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. so, that's, yeah, because it's all of those like weird, like fighty elements just distract from the cooking, which is all I ever want to be paying attention to anyway. Mm-hmm. The cooking and, and Gail's eyes. Okay. So, sure. I'm, I don't normally, this isn't my normal corner to take, but I'm going to defend Reddit in this case. <laughs> Where 
I I've enjoyed the season. It is very pleasant, but I I could see someone feeling that it's been an average to boring season just because I haven't there haven't been really sharp peaks in terms of like excitement or interest. It's all been like a very stable level of good work, pleasant people getting along and like there, there, there haven't been more moments like Eddie spending too much money on Lamb. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like things. It's not necessarily like interpersonal drama or like people being mean, but them actually having to like work through something that's really challenging. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, that's what that's I feel I, this I season. See what you mean. I just is kind of lack because I get the houseboats were fun. I like I like talking about that, but it. I, I just feel like there's been, like, some X factor that may have been missing, and I feel bad saying that because I have really liked pretty much everyone. And there's yeah. been some interesting food, but there hasn't been, like, dishes that blew my mind. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i sort of in the middle, whereas I like, I like pleasant TV. I like slower TV. I like it when everybody gets along. And for me, this is definitely my speed. And the food quality seems to have been high, but I also agree there have been fewer peaks, at least from what it seemed like maybe last season. Uh, last season was a great example of, you know, a group of chefs that I think I genuinely liked pretty much everybody. And the food quality seemed to be very, very high. And maybe it was just challenge structure or something else like that. But I definitely I, I think look back at the group an interesting from last point. Oh, I sorry. feel like, no, I just wanted to agree with that really quick before you move on. Was like I think the challenge structure might be the actual concern here, not the chefs, but like... Mm-hmm. I don't know if Kentucky was used in a way that was super interesting. Um, and I don't know if there was like, there are, I think there are fewer moments that I'm going to remember as the weird challenges, um, which is maybe good. I mean, like a lot of the memories I have are bad reasons. Like remember when there was the, uh, uh, there was the, uh, uh, a conveyor belt with food items and you had to run. Yeah. And then sometimes they got taken away every time it came past and you ran out of time. Like some of the goofball stuff I remember, but as that, I don't know if that's good or not, but it seems like they was mostly just focused on the food and I enjoyed the food. Well, they had yeah. at least one, I, th- I think that they had designed to be more interesting, but sort of fell flat, which was the auction one. Yeah, the auction where was, it was a good like, idea that did not oh, work Oh, this out. was just fine. Yeah. I, like, and, yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe, yeah, but there I might be something might, to that. That might be like a failure of the producers to be like, this is a cool idea, but not thinking about like, the contestants playing it wrong. Yeah, not mm-hmm. they didn't play test it enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so maybe if there was anything we would agree with about it, it might be that. But otherwise, it, shut up, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> As a general rule, downvote the whole thing. Um, awesome. I just wanted. To, I was just curious about. That. I just read that this, uh, last night, and I was it got me thinking about it. So, um, and thank you to everybody who wrote into the mailbag. If you have any, yeah, thanks, uh, Any thoughts for Megan's bag? Next week is your last chance. It's the finale. It's gonna be sad. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. We were just like we're we're gonna be sad that somebody that's two of the three people we really really like. One of them too win. early, and possibly another one on stage. It's gonna be this could be rough. I feel like that yeah. coming up. I usually don't watch the coming up on, but that one I was, <laughs> wish I hadn't because now I'm all bummed about next week. Um, but we're gonna bring this uh this boat in for a landing. So uh, if you have your last thoughts, get them in the mailbag. Uh, pack, uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and the web packyourmics.com and um, 
feel free to chime in on whether or not you think overall boring season. This is your time for your overall thoughts. Um, and uh, we usually, I don't think I've ever actually said this, but we usually record Saturdays. So the air episode airs Thursday night. If you can get your stuff in the mailbag by Saturday morning, we'll try to do, we'll try to get through a lot of them next week just so we can get everybody's final thoughts. Um, and we'll have a very special guest. It should be a great episode. Look forward to that with all of you. Um, actually, I think maybe this is a little weird, but Chris, I might, huh? I think maybe I'm going to eliminate you the beginning of next week. <laughs> Why are you t- saying that in front of my mom? It's <laughs> really weird, Alex. I know. But I'm so yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, at least you got that shopping memory with her. Um, oh, it didn't go well. It's been great talking to you. Thanks, Chris and Tanya. Yay. Uh-huh. Until uh, next time. Thanks, Sarah and Kyle in Los Angeles. Hey, Happy thank you. Contribute. Hey, Megan. Always good to talk to you. Oh, likewise. All right. Uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.